1761, an army captain in Manila who was also a Jesuit theology student drew a symbolic map of the Spanish Empire. While defending his thesis that unified the Americas, the Philippines, and the Iberian kingdoms, Vicente de Memije arranged the Hispanic world of Charles III into a sketch of a global woman. Orienting the map from east to west, Memije depicted Spain as her head, with a beatific face and a crown of curlicues labeled with the names of Spanish domains, like Catalonia, Sevilla, Asturias, Castilla, and Toledo. A dove, representing Rome, flew above the crown of Spain. A necklace with galleons serving as individual links in the chain was attached to a compass radiating outward in thirty-two directions, filling the Atlantic Ocean. The emerging woman's hair is labeled as the line of demarcation granted by Pope Alexander VI in 1493, which divided future discoveries between Portugal and Spain, although by the mid-eighteenth century it was, for all intents and purposes, in the historical trash bin. Surrounding the woman, the two American continents emerge as a wide cloak, with the less explored northern regions of North America fading away. Significantly, Mimije labeled the woman's belt as the Mexican Gulf, Refuge, and Womb. Below this central Mexican location, the long-legged female spanned the Pacific Ocean. Lines delineated the routes of the Manila galleons while illustrating the island discoveries and future kingdom of the Austro in the south. Finally, the symbolic map with accurate geographic features ended on petite shoes labeled I Luzon and I Mindanao. Memihe's symbolic rendering of the Spanish Empire crossing from Europe to the Americas and into Asia highlighted both its Atlantic and its Pacific dimensions. East Asian and Malay regions filled the bottom left corner of the map, with references to Korea, Kamchatka, Japan, Nanjing, Fujian, Formosa, Taiwan, Borneo, and Celebes. Spain's reach, for Memihe, went well beyond Europe, and its wealth, power, and majesty emerged from American and island possessions in both the Atlantic and the Pacific Oceans. Indeed, Memihe drew the Philippines as the very foundation of the Iberian world, with legs crossing the Pacific Ocean and connecting to the rest of the imperial realm. The Memihe family benefited from these connections, being among the wealthiest families of 18th century Manila. Vincente was most likely a criollo, creole of exclusive European ancestry, with access to the most recent scientific knowledge contributing to Spain's circumscribed but still strong imperial aspirations. Taking the Mimije map as a point of departure, this book's objective is to examine the oceanic space not just as a linear crossing with the Manila galleon's flow of commodities, but also as an area governed by the circulation of peoples and their histories. In addition to the Philippines, other Pacific islands with early modern Iberian legacies must also surface in a history of the Spanish Empire. The Mariana Islands, such as Guam, may be small, but the lives of the people, indigenous and newly arrived, were as significant in the Pacific Ocean that embraced them.
Vincente de Mimije's representation of the Spanish Empire on both Pacific and Atlantic principles suggests the existence of alternative conceptualizations of the Spanish Lake. The authors of this volume approach diverse Iberian episodes in the Pacific Ocean by focusing on three particular aspects. First, we argue that, for the Spanish Empire, the Pacific should not be arbitrarily separated from the Atlantic Ocean. A multi-layered connectivity existed between these two oceans in the Iberian world. Second, there simultaneously existed two competing visions of the Spanish lake. In one, it was an administrative realm of control, stretching to actual colonies in the Mariana and Philippine Islands. 